You are now listening to Food for Thought. Food for Thought. Food for Thought. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of Food for Thought. My name is David. My name is Kim. And I am Steve. Steve hey. hey, what up, Steve? Full stadium tonight. Yeah, we got a nice. packed out. <laughs> yeah, like we got a packed out, uh, packed out audience. More yep. than uh, what the NBA is getting at right now, because I'm, uh, I'm a bit sad that basketball's not on, but I hear it's returning soon. So, oh, nice, nice, and that'd be good. It's a weird time, huh? It's a very weird time for sport. For, for sure, for sure. I'm sure you've had that conversation with a lot of guests in the last two, three months. So, um, yeah, man, it's just um, it's a different world we're in right now, and we're definitely <laughs> going to come out of it a little bit. Um, doing everything different, doing things differently. You know, the way yeah. we work, the way we interact with people. Um, just everything, man. So, yeah, it's going to be a while, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, one day. How has it, uh, has, how's it been for you, man? Like, uh, has it changed your life drastically or have you had to make a lot of adjustments? Uh, have you found any improvements or what's it been like for you? Yeah, man, it's been interesting. Like, this, this whole, um, you know, self-isolate thing has really allowed me personally to... To, to kind of sit back and really just look at what I'm doing with my life and what I'm doing in general mm. and really reconnect and find some, some old hobbies and passions that I, I didn't you know, dedicate any time to do while I was busy working and doing all this other stuff because I had such a busy life. But now that I've got a few extra hours a week, you know, available, you know, I really was able to just find things I enjoyed doing um, when I was younger and, and bring back that kind of passion. And, and I'm actually loving it right now because, you know, um, one of the things that I started doing, and I've talked to a couple of people about this already, Vince would, would know about it, Vince from Rewind, um, is that I was cleaning out the garage the other day, the other week, and I found my old basketball cards. Oui. And I'm a, I'm a basketball fan and I used to collect a lot of basketball cards and I, and I found these cards and I thought, geez, it's been 20, 30 years since, since I've seen these. And I opened them up and I found, you know, there's Kobe Bryant rookie cards, Kevin Garnett rookie cards and, and all these, you oh, know, rookies cool. from the 90s because I was a 90s kid. Mm. Um, and I just thought, yeah, I wonder what the card collecting scene's like right now. So I've been kind of just looking at it and just following a few groups because, you know, it's, it's a bit of fun. It's a hobby. Um, and I'm just seeing opportunities there and I reckon I can turn that into a bit of a side hustle because it's a, it's a huge industry and it's a billion-dollar industry. How much do we for your collection? Uh, it's not it's not a lot, a lot, but I've spent a lot of money in the last month buying up new stuff because I just uh, I'm trying to turn it into a bit of a side hustle. Like you said, Ooh. you know, I'm, I'm always finding ways that I can can hustle and, and do something else, not just the job that I'm in right now. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, in terms of like hustling, um, I'm interested to know then, how did you get to where you are today? Uh, what's, what's your, what's your story, man? Like, cause I know we've seen each other around like back in the day, back in the rewind days and you guys are doing your thing at AHC and, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, and we were like little shits. Yeah. How did, how did your journey start with, um, dance and yeah. then how did you transition from dance into hustling and into um, finance and the, the whole finance world now? Yeah, man. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll rewind it back. Rewind. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I got into dance 
you know, in a strange way. I was in high school, you know, I had a mate that was um, always did the, we had these talent quests you know, at school. I don't know if you guys had the same thing, but year nine, year 10, that would have been for me, you know, 97, 98. Um, you know, this, I had a mate that was always entering these talent quests. So if you have the talent, you perform and, and whatever. So his, his talent was dancing. Um, and he was a part of uh, the Johnny Young Talent School. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. But Johnny Young was a very prominent Australian icon in the 90s that represented young Australian talent. Um, and he kind of, you know, get them into entertainment industry. So this guy, you know, travelled to Disneyland and Disney World to perform and this and that. And he, he also, you know, was obviously a, a schoolmate. So anyway, I saw him on stage and he was, you know, he was a break dancer. He was moonwalking. This was the first time I'd ever seen the moonwalk. And I was like, shit, this is, I was only seeing MJ do it. You know, I've only seen MJ do it. Mm. And to see this guy do it live and then win these comps, I thought, I, I want to learn. So I, I reached out to him and I said, hey, can you take me to, you know, where you learn or where you do these classes? And so obviously being a mate, he did it. And he brought me to United Styles. Uh, oh, wow. The OG studio. So I don't even know if that's still running. It's still there. It's yeah, still there. Still there. Uh, United Styles. We were there this, at the start of this year before St. Kilda. You know how Colette organizes um, their St. Kilda festival performances? Yes. So we did a little run through there and um, that was the first time I was there in ages yeah. and it's still there, man. It's still doing its thing. Um, I don't know yeah. about doing classes there though. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, having Arch there, if you've met Arch before from Wicked Force, mm -hmm. um, you know, there was some, there was some really cool teachers there and um, you know, what the one thing that I was really interested in back then was popping. So that's, that's where I started. I started out doing learning popping, just the basics of Boogaloo, those types of fundamentals. Um, and then it just grew from there and then, you know, you start connecting with other dancers and whatnot. And eventually I got, I got picked up or joined uh, a little university dance crew. Oh, yeah. um, and, and I was, at the time, Rewind was, you know, doing a lot of these club gigs. That, that, was, that was the crew that I was kind of following around every time they performed at a club. I wanted to be there and watch them. Um, and I didn't know that any of them personally. Um, and then one time my little crew, uh, uni crew that I was a part of, um, was performing at the same event that Rewind was. And this was at the Richmond Festival. Uh, uh, what uni was this? Um, this was Melbourne Uni. And, I, and you know, I didn't even go there, but um, <laughs> I, I joined. Um, I snuck in and um, I made it. So <laughs> we just did a lot of that uni stuff, like RZM balls and, um, you know, yeah. uni balls, whatever. Yeah. Wherever you can perform, you know, it's just that thrill. Yeah, so, you know, I guess from the, the Richmond Festival, I started connecting more with the crews um, and different crews at that time and um, became, you know, more, uh, a bit, built a bit more of a friendship with the, the Rewind crew. Um, and, and I had another friend at the time that danced in the crew that I danced in that uni crew, Susie, Susanna, um, who's also a part of Rewind. I'm sure you guys know who she is. And, um, yeah, we just, we kind of, you know, really gelled well with, with those guys and then at one time uh, we were just out eating together and they just paused for a second and and just addressed Susanna and I and said hey we've got a question you know are you guys interested in, in joining our crew and we just looked at each other and was like are you fucking serious? Wait, at a restaurant? Hey, yeah at a restaurant yeah like, yeah like, <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah no we'll see we're eating with them 
Actually remember watching that AHC show, uh, and that was incredible, man. Like, I think I'll I'll never forget the feeling that that whole room had when Rewind finally won, and everyone knew like how much it meant to you guys, but also how much it meant to the community as well. And for us to kind of see that, it was like, damn, like you know, that's what happens when you continue to work hard and you don't give up. Yeah. And the the thing about that was like you guys yeah it wasn't about winning as well like you could see that you guys were about the team and you guys were about family and you could see like even though you guys may not be dancing together now you can still see that you guys still have a connection you guys always rewind yeah man that's what we got from it um yeah yeah i mean i'm i was just at vince's uh two weekends ago drinking whiskey Um, (laughs) and and before that weekend i was was again at his house again a couple of weeks before that drinking whiskey um yeah it's, we, we still try to catch up when we can um it's a bit harder these days but um you know we do what we can to stay in touch because um, you don't want to lose you don't want to lose those kind of friendships um because they're just it's just such a good good memory you know yeah exactly that's dope yeah. mm. um so that's the dance thing I'm, I'm going on a bit about dance but um you know that's a big part of my life as, as it is yours yeah um, we love it <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um I guess, you know, in terms of career-wise, at the same time I, I was studying, um, you know, I, I had uh, strict parents, you know, that wanted me to get that piece of paper. Um, they didn't care what I did, but, you know, having that old school mentality as Asian parents, um, you know, and, and whipping you into line and, and keeping you disciplined and keeping you focused, 
um, I just kind of went any, many, mighty, mo. What career do I want to choose? Mm, I'll, I'll do a major in finance. Um, also, I'll, I'll do a, um, a bachelor of commerce and I'll major in financial planning. Um, so that wasn't really you know, what I wanted to pursue um, as a kid. As a kid growing up or watching a lot of sitcom stuff, uh, I, I love Seinfeld. I don't know if you guys have ever seen oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, George Costanza wanted to be an architect. And <laughs> I wanted to be an architect. I love drawing. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, that kind of obviously didn't go the, the way I wanted it to. Um, and so this was the next thing and, um, finance is where I'm at right now. And, um, you know, I've, I've been now in business for the last five years, but in the industry for about 15 years. So that tells you how old I am. (laughs) That's a lot of experience. That's a lot of experience. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the finance world is an interesting one, you know, it's, it's, it takes it's a lot that you need to take in to, to get your head around. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, think finance and, and it's not front of mind, you know, and it's an important part of, you know, progression in terms of, you know, giving you that opportunities you may want to pursue or that lifestyle you may, might want to pursue. Um, and, you know, some people need guidance and some people don't. And, and my job as a financial advisor is to give those people that don't have that absolute confidence to do it, um, that guidance and that coaching and then that mentorship. Um, you know, I try to, you know, I really want to be as genuine as possible with my clients and just, it's all about trust in my industry. You know, uh, I don't know if you guys hear, but you know, our industry gets absolutely smashed. Um, because if one person does a bad thing, uh, it's on the news and the whole industry is bad. Mm, right. So, you know, we got to work hard to kind of, you know, get that trust back in with our clients and, um, really show them that we're, we're genuinely here to help and we genuinely, uh, care. Mm. Um, yeah, so finance, you know, for a lot of people is not front of mind, but, um, you know, it, it really gives you, op- creates opportunities for you when you do the right thing. Um, just like, I guess if I could kind of put it into more simple terms, you know, it's everyone needs to have structure and everyone needs to have a plan, you know, just, uh, I guess with flying art films, how's that going by the way? Yeah, good, bro. Amazing. We're growing. So, um, I mean, learning, always learning. But um, yeah, it's it's been good that, you know, we're still here after four years and we're going to survive the pandemic, which yeah, is, yeah. Um, so yeah, man, we're just doing our best to just, um, just hustle, I think yeah. is the key word. And just like learn and just adapt and just understand that the world is always changing. For sure. Yeah. Uh, just trying to be smart with that and trying to be smart with, um, like you said, structure and business and finances, obviously yeah, yeah. that yeah. creative sometimes forget about yeah. uh, or they don't have front of mind because mm. at the end of the day, like we don't do it for money, but money is like the fuel that drives us forward. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. You know, that, that's what put, puts food on the table, you know, and the absolute bare things that you need to survive is food and water, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's an interesting Thing, you know when you have these conversations and, and you're trying to educate clients but you know knowledge is power as, as i'm sure you guys know yeah um but i guess you know in terms of you, you and your business you know um you know i just love how you guys are so um i guess involved in the community and you're getting yourselves out there and you're trying to kind of you know do good things and not just you know not just flying art films but you know this food for thought podcast which i'm loving i had to listen to i think knack was on last week uh, he was on a couple weeks back. Couple weeks back? Yeah, yeah, he was definitely on the. 
yeah, yeah, I jumped on the podcast to have a listen to his stuff. But, um, you know, it's, it's just cool that how you guys are so supportive of the community and now even just launching um, um, Boogie and support. Yeah. Man, when I saw that logo, I thought it was like a Bitcoin, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finance it. Everything is money. Yeah. So, I mean, there's different things that motivate people at the end of the day, right? And whatever sure. your motivation is, that's cool. You know, it just but just go at it and go at it 100%. Yeah. Um, ask a question um what advice do you have for dancers or even creatives in the scene to take that first step into uh, financial knowledge yeah look i reckon the first thing is just to get the basics right and the basic when i say basics that is to know your numbers you know, understand because, because dancers, their income is, you know, very up and down. You know, if, if you don't work, if you don't get a gig, um, you're not earning any income. Um, so it's a bit harder to measure that, but you really got to know what you bring in every month, um, what you spend every month, and then what you can save every month. And, and what you can save is, you know, how you use that to your advantage. What you save, you can either spend it on, stuff like food, clothes, shopping, whatever, or you can invest some of it um, to help kind of get you to that next level from a financial point of view. So you need to know your numbers and that really starts off with having a budget, you know, working with having a budget and, and sticking to it and not spending more than you earn. Um, you know, credit cards, if you don't have that discipline, you know, to manage your, your finances in that way, don't get a credit card, you know, because it means you're spending more than you earn potentially. Um, you know, Afterpay is obviously one of those things that, um, you know, a lot of younger kids are using, you know, it's, it's buy now, pay later, but that can also get a lot of people that don't have that discipline into a lot of financial trouble. Yeah. Um, so if, if you looked at the share price of Afterpay. Yeah, I was going to say, did you? <laughs> I actually didn't know it, but, you know, back in March, it was like $10, less than $10 and it's $52 now. So. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's crazy how many people since this kind of self-isolation thing have jumped on board and it just shows you that online shopping is a huge, huge addiction to, to a lot of people uh, and having things now and paying for it later is a huge, huge addiction for a lot of people. Um, so I would say, you know, start off by just educating yourself and learning the basics of, you know, cash flow, managing your cash flow or just having a budget. There's a lot of cool free apps that you can link up your bank accounts to that really tracks your spending. Um, you can see if you're in the green, if you can see if you're in the red. Um, I would say that's the first point, uh, which is your cash flow. Uh, number two, I would say, coming back to the, the point where I say have a plan, you know, you don't create success without having a stru that structure or that plan. You know, the way that you guys have built flying art films, you guys, aren't winging it. Your success doesn't come from winging it. You know, you guys would have sat down, you put it on paper, you can visually see it, you can, you know, you project or you forecast, you know, where you're going to be in the next 12 months. Um, and that really sets the tone for how you're going to move forward. Because, you know, if, if you're building a house, for example, and you don't have a plan or you don't have a, a floor plan or some kind of drawing, you know, you're really not going to build a, a house as strong as it can be. So, you know, you really have to have that structure in place and a plan that you can break down into, uh, you know, smaller pieces so it doesn't look as scary. Because if you say, if I say, hey, build me a house, you're going to be like, where do I start? But if I say, hey, let's, let's um, 
you know, let's work on build, let's build a bedroom or let's let's lay down the foundations. You go, okay, it's a little easier because it's a little bit more achievable to start off here and then you just grow. So, you know, I reckon you know, everyone needs a plan. Uh, everyone needs to have a mentor. Um, find someone that inspires you. Find someone that uh, is more knowledgeable you knowledgeable than you in an area that you, you aren't. Uh, it's the same thing with dancers. You know, if, if you want to grow as a dancer, you find a dancer that you can learn from, that you can grow from, and that has some skills that you necessarily have not acquired yet. Um, so finding that mentor is important and, and mentoring, um, you know, is really going to help that person um, be more self-sufficient and independent so they don't have to always rely on someone else. They can start making their own financial decisions more confidently. Mm. That's a spiel, but I think that would, uh, that would sum it up. Kim, how, what do you think? Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a um, good thing for creatives to really think about because, you know, I, I see like finances and money as like energy and it gives you the ability to do more and create more, you know, and delegate tasks. And I think, yeah, it's, it's a big part. Like um, we do think about it like, oh, I'm not doing it for money, but you do still want to get paid and you do get angry when you don't get paid, you know? Sure. Yeah, that's it. I think um, before this, um, the other week, I, when I was talking to, to David, he mentioned, he sent me a link and he said, hey, check out Kevin Hart. And uh, he was doing a similar podcast to, and talking about finances. And, um, you know, when you, you mentioned Kevin Hart, I remember that he did this, this stand-up. And um, I don't know if you've seen much of his stuff, but um, he did this stand-up called Stay in Your Financial Lane. Mm. Have you guys seen that? I haven't seen it. Yes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, I'm not Kevin Hart. I'm not going to tell the way that he tells it. But um, <laughs> one of the things was um, he said, you know, it's important to stay in your financial lane. And what he means by that is, you know, hang out or do things within your own means. So he was telling us a story about um, this, how he used to hang out with celebrities and sports people. And one of the sports people he mentioned was D-Wade, Dwayne Wade of the uh, Miami Heat. Mm. And he's like, yeah, D-Wade told me to, you know, one time I was with D-Wade and, you know, he made, at that time, I was just starting out and he was already making millions. And D-Wade said, hey, Kev, you should buy this boat, you know? And, and Kev was like, <laughs> you want me to buy this boat? He's like, yeah, bro, ball out. And then, um, but Kev was like, not making the same type of money that he was at the time. And he's like, and the way that he explained it was, I would buy the boat, but you know, the way that my bank account is set up, I've got a savings and a checkings account and all my money's <laughs> in my savings account and I have to move it to my checkings account and that's going to take about three working days. So, you know, the boat, I can't buy it. And, you know, in three days, the boat might not be here. So the way he tells it was just pretty funny. Um, yeah, yeah, I've so seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> the story around that is, you know, don't be influenced by other people because they're not in the same position as you. You might be better off or worse off than some people. Um, but don't feel like you need to impress people by their success. You know, just if you're worrying too much about what their what you know that person is focused on, if you're focusing on them too much, you know, you're forgetting about yourself. You know, they're going to keep moving, whereas you're trying to keep up by just you know spending what they're spending or doing the things that they're doing, um, and you're getting influenced to to do things which aren't necessarily going to benefit you. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what he kind of meant by staying in your financial lane or you can just understand where you, what you're capable of um, and you don't necessarily have to keep up with someone 
else that may be a bit more ahead of you because yeah they may be a bit more accomplished but you know it doesn't mean that you're not definitely mm-hmm. i feel like um so i'm just getting a bit of an echo um in the audio but um echo echo, echo. <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting a bit of a bit of a bit of an echo, echo. <laughs> um but just a question then um because i think for the dancer that is like, all right, cool. Um, I've, I've budgeted out, you know, I'm making such and such, uh, I'm spending such and such. Um, and it's staying at, you know, that point in terms of building long-term wealth, yeah. do you have any advice for that person who's looking to maybe grow? Yeah. Like for 10 years down the track, um, yeah. maybe in terms of, what steps they would take after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. what would you do in that situation? Um, I mean, one of the first things you've got to be doing is saving money. You know, you got to build up this little kind of backup fund. You know, if you're spending everything and living month to month, um, you're already in trouble. So you got to have a savings plan. Whereas, you know, when you start putting money to the side, you actually learn to, it's a psychological thing, but you learn to live without it. You just spend a little less and you adjust. Um, so that would be the first thing that I would say, David, is to start saving money on a regular basis. Um, you know, set up a regular direct debit into a high interest earning account or a high interest savings account. And there's a lot of free online accounts. They don't earn a lot of interest now because our interest rates are so low, but um you know, you need to set up something where there is that recurring money being drawn out from your savings. And I know you're going to have rent, so you're going to have things you need to pay for. It might mean you also need to make some sacrifices to your lifestyle, and that could mean eating out a little less. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at what you're spending every week and saying, where can I tighten it up a little bit without, you know, imp- impacting my enjoyment or my lifestyle that much? Because um, everyone can change a little bit. It just And you know, that's really going to determine what sort of success you might have later. Because if you're not willing to make changes now, um, the success later will not come. You know, you're not going to have that ability to give you that kind of financial freedom that you might be chasing afterwards. Um, The other thing I would say, guys, is think of ways that you can generate uh, passive income. Um, And that word passive income is things that will bring in revenue or income to you while you're asleep or where you don't have to be the person that actually makes that money hit your bank account. So for example, with dancers, like I said before, um, you know, if you're not teaching, you don't get paid. You know, if you're sick, you don't get paid. If you go on holiday, you don't get paid. So, you know, you need to have more than one um, income stream, you know, and ideally find things that can generate income without you needing to physically do the work. Um, And when I say that examples are, you know, shares, you know, you don't have to have a million dollars to invest in shares. You know, you can, you can buy stocks for $20 or a hundred dollars. And it's just a, it's just that discipline of slowly building up that portfolio of of shares Um, and shares at the end of the day, pay you what they call a dividend. Have you heard of that term before? I'm sure you guys have, Um, but a dividend is like, an income distribution when a company makes some profit, you know? So depending on how many shares you own, that company's going to pay some, some of their profit for being a shareholder. 
Um, and you can either choose to reinvest that into more shares and buy more stocks in that company, or you can choose to have that income paid into your bank account. So imagine you're a dancer, and that's just an example. So if, if you're a dancer and, and your, your main source of income is through teaching, you know, shares could, for example, give you that side income um, with while you're, you know, if you're not, even if you're not teaching, you're going to get paid some, some income from shares. Um, you know, the other big one, which most people would love to do is property. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that takes a lot of discipline and that's a bigger task to, to achieve that. Um, you know, the property market is getting a little out of hand, but you know, there's ways that you can potentially still get into the property market. Even if you're a dancer, you know, um, the, you can lean on your, potentially your parents, talk to your parents about how they can help you with getting into your first property. Um, you know, there's these things called uh, guarantor loans. I'm trying not to get too technical here. Um, but guarantor loans is really where your, your parents um, who own a property have something which is what they call equity. And equity is the value of the home less how much you owe to the bank on that home. So the gap there, and that's equity. So that's what you physically own as of that property. The rest of it, the bank actually owns. Um, you know, and if they have some equity in their own home, they may be willing to use that equity to help you get your first deposit on a home. You know, so that's a, that's a good way to get a head start. Um, you know, guarantor loans are very popular now because it's becoming increasingly harder for younger people to um, get into the property market. Um, so look, property can create passive income at some point in time in the future if you decide to rent it out. Again, you know, you, you get a tenant in there, just the way that a lot of dancers are renting. Um, I've rented in the past. Um, you know, you pay rent to someone. So that landlord that owns that property receives that rental income. So he's probably doing his own full-time job and other hustles. He's also collecting a bit of rent on the side and he doesn't have to work for it. You know, he's, he's going to sleep at night, but there's still money flowing into his bank account. Um, so there's so many things that you can do to create passive income, you know, and I try to do that and apply it to my own situation other than the business here. Um, you, know, I, I, you know, I've got shares, I've got property, um, I've got other side hustles that I do that generate some income. So I know that even when I'm sleeping, I'll, I'll still have a flow of income. If, even if this business goes bust or, you know, um, that if this business, you know, doesn't go as well I've, or I have a bad month, I've still got stuff that's coming in that's going to give me that kind of support that I need. To, to meet my ongoing living expenses. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say passive income is a, is a big one. Find ways that you can generate income from other sources other than debts. That's oh. awesome. That's, That's super uh, valuable. Dorip, yeah. <laughs> 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 I think that was, um, I think that's something that's very important. Um, for I guess creatives to understand as well. Um, Cause sometimes I feel like you get so caught up in the craft and you get so caught up in, you know, doing it that you forget about, you know, these other pillars that are just important for you to understand, for you to continue doing that craft. Um, Cause yeah, it's like, you know, if money's not coming in, then how are you going to afford to, you know, buy that paintbrush or buy that pen or, you know, yeah have a phone or have your laptop yeah. or whatever it is you want to use to upskill what you're doing as well. And yeah. so I think it's super important. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think what's important as well is understanding that if you are a dancer or an artist, you have a strength, which is creativity and curiosity, which allows you to go and find money 
better. You know, like being able to think creatively and being curious is like, okay, I want, I want to learn more about finances or, um, you know, just finding creative ways to make money. You know, that, that's how the um, top inventors, you know, make money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really respect dancers, man, because, you know, it's, it is a tough industry. Um, you know, we all know that it's a tough industry. Uh, and those that, that dancers are so passionate about their craft that, you know, they will just work at it and keep working at it and keep working at it. And although I might not give them, you know, that absolute financial, you know, freedom that they strive for, you know, it's, you know, it gives them something else that, you know, finances can't get. And, and that's that kind of that satisfaction that really makes you feel good inside. Mm-hmm. You know, and when they sometimes you know when they pursue that over over money you know that's a really respectable thing um so you know money's not everything at the end of the day um you know it's a huge thing that steve jobs when he passed away said and he talked about you know the things that you could miss is you know human connection you know when he when he passed away unfortunately from his illness um a lot of it was to do with you know that money is not the be all end all you know mm-hmm. it will give you opportunities but um things that you, you you look for when you're on kind of that your deathbed is that you look for companionship you look for family you look for human touch and interaction uh, and all those things um so yeah it's it's it really cool just to kind of you know read that I, I like reading those types of things and i like looking at people that have kind of gone to that success but haven't let it get to their head um it just keeps them on the right path um, yes and, yeah and look, if, if you spend, if you make the money and you spend it, cool, you know, um, it's important to, to reward yourself for the successes that you've created. Um, and it's not waiting to the very end. It's kind of, you know, reward yourself along the way, you know, celebrate the wins. You know, if you, if you guys get, pick up a new contract, celebrate it, you know, don't work a whole year and get to the end of it and think end of your Christmas party. You know, if, have, have have dinners regularly have you know celebrate regularly you know because that's going to keep driving you to do, do more and more mm-hmm. um, you've got you to reward yourself you've got to pay yourself on the back you've got to have those wins along the way and for me it's uh, having a having a glass of whiskey <laughs> <laughs> no that's a that's a really nice. good point definitely bro um yeah i think it's it's easy to forget sometimes when you're when you're stuck in the grind and you're just like going at it and you're trying to save and you're trying to do those things and it's that that weird balance that you got to have in terms of, you know what, fuck it. Like we deserve this. Like, let, let's go out, let's go eat, let's go drink. Let's, let's have a party. Let's throw a party. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I, I think that's very good advice, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So I mean, I've, yeah. And I've, I've tried a lot of different things, you know, there's things that have gone well, there's things that have failed, but you know, like, like I'm sure you've heard it a million times over, you know, you need to fail to really realize, you know, where you went wrong and then make yourself better you know, and don't be scared to fail, you know, that's kind of like our, the whole dance thing with Rewind, you know, we've, we failed so many times, you know, but that gave us, that, that lit that fire to us, want us to get better and better and eventually kind of climb back, climb our way back, back up to wherever we ended up, you know. Um, so, yeah, definitely that's probably one, another thing, which is, um, fuck, this whiskey's getting to my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's good the the real talk's oh, coming out what am i saying i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good to me it sounded good, it sounded good. um yeah. well 
I don't know how, how much you want to share about this because like obviously um, we know we've had our fair share of like um, lessons learned through failures and things that didn't work out so well that we learned, all right, let's not do that again. Are there any lessons that you have, um, you know, from, so you're running your own business now as well for, for the last five years? Did you say? Yeah, I was actually in, um, yeah, so this business, I was in partnership with um, you know, a couple of other guys um, which I, I'm still very close to. I actually work in the same office as them at the moment, but they run their own uh, businesses and I run my own as well. So they're mortgage brokers and I'm a financial advisor. So we kind of look after each other in terms of helping their clients out and, and vice versa. Um, but yeah, on my own, I've actually only officially been on my own for um, oh, coming to this financial year ending. It'll be one year on my own. Oh. Um, but prior to that, four years with some business partners who, um, you know, um, we, we grew the business together and then um, we just decided it was a better arrangement to just, um, you know, I look after this business and they look after theirs and we'll just look after each other's clients. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What, um, is there any like key lessons that you feel like you've learned from maybe a mistake or maybe from a failure? Oh, sorry. <laughs> so just going back to the question I asked, <laughs> that, was, that was a question that I asked too. So, um, but I guess the key point of that, <laughs> um, yeah. Any, any key lessons that you've learned um, in those five years of, you know, going out on your own and running your own business um, that maybe, you've kept in the back of your mind, like, okay, cool. I'm going to remember that one. That one I probably should work on. Um, the biggest thing for me mate, is to, um, one of the biggest things for me is to reach out for help when you get stuck, you know, don't try and do it alone. Um, you know, because there's so many people out there that are willing to help you uh, and share their, their knowledge. And, you know, and there's going to be a million people that do what I do, but are better than I am at it. Um, so, and, and I often do actually call other financial advisors when I'm working on a strategy for a client and I get stuck, you know, um, and so rather than banging your head and trying to figure out yourself, you know, the answer is just a phone call away. So find people that can, you can lean on for that support. So you need support. I guess that's probably the big thing. You know, uh, you can end up, if you're self-employed, like I am, you know, things can sometimes get lonely. Um, you know, I've never worked in the city, so I never did Friday after work drinks on Fridays and catch up with mates or anything. I've always worked in the, the suburbs. So, um, you know, you, you can you need to find people that you can lean on for support in the same industry as you um, or that can help kind of give you that, those answers that you're chasing. So um, I'll just say try not to go at it alone. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about you guys and, and flying art films, but... Um, and I'd, I'd actually be interested to know how you guys got into it. I don't, I don't want to interview you guys, but... Um, <laughs> you got to start your own podcast. Yeah, I did it, actually. Food for, um, I don't know, drinks for thought. I don't know, shit. Drinks for thought, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love a good financial podcast. I feel like yeah. it helps a lot. Um, and especially for creatives. That's why we wanted to get you on, man, in the first place. Like, we wanted to pick your brain. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like um, dancers don't really have that. Well, for me, I was always looking around for it and it was always a bit tough. So we're, I guess we're kind of doing what you just said, like looking for support, but also looking for support from people that would see eye to eye in terms yep. of, um, I guess, like dance, just being a dancer and just having that relationship already. Yeah, I feel like we're bringing answers to the people that like don't know what questions to ask. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Putting information out there and seeing, giving them the opportunity to resonate with it through the like bridge that we have that is dance, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and certainly don't, don't restrict yourself to, you know, just your industry, you know, look beyond that, be, be, be open-minded. You know, I'm a part of this group and I'm sure you guys have heard of it as well. It's called Asian hustle network on, on Facebook. Are you, are you guys on oh, that? I'll, I'll invite you guys in. Oh, so, yeah, please. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like my people. <laughs> well, Asian Hustle Network, it's great. It's, um, you know, it's a, it's a group. There's a, you know, there's a few thousand um, people in there, but it's, it's 99% entrepreneurs. And they just come from all walks of life. They talk about their hustle. They introduce themselves, um, you know, and they share their ideas. Um, they're mainly, mainly based in the States, but... There's, a lot, there's actually an uh, Asian Hustle Network group in, in Australia as well. And there's kind of people that lead that group and have these catch-ups, um, which I didn't attend the first one, of course. But I'm one of those that kind of sits back and just observes. Uh, I don't really kind of get involved in all that stuff. I like to, to see people introduce themselves and whatnot. But it's a cool group. You know, if, if, even if you think of thinking of becoming a, a business owner or, you know, working for yourself, you know, starting out is is always hard and you need to see someone that's kind of you know willing to put all their put themselves out there to share their story and a lot of people do that so even though they're not some aren't established they still introduce themselves and say hey i'm just starting out this is what i'm doing um is there anyone that can help me with this and you find that there's 10 20 30 people that put their hand up and say hey just message me let's have a chat that's awesome nice asian hustle network i'll get on it i'll i'll send you guys an invite it sounds great I'm only on um, subtle Asian traits. <laughs> I think I'm too old for that. I'll, man. Send, I'll send you an invite, bro. Yeah. Man, I put up when when that thing started. I put up this um, I'm, you know, everyone does these posts, everyone comments and likes and these memes and whatnot. And I thought yeah. of one in my head at the very early stages of it starting, and I posted up like, Fuck, "This is mad. This is gonna be one." I posted it. Fucking no one got it. Like, <laughs> and like, I, and my friends are like, just troll me now about it. I'm like, Fuck, you remember you posted that thing? And like. No one knew what you were talking about. Well, we did like a whole short film and posted it based around how um, Asian people like to pay for the bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we posted something like that. It, it, was, it did okay. It, was right. it hit like yeah. 100 likes or something. Oh, that's all right. I, I reckon I like... Asian trade numbers is like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like five or six like likes and like two comments and now all my friends like, what the fuck, Steve? <laughs> well, at least you went for it. You took a shot. Maybe yeah. you need new friends. They're gonna be more yeah. supportive. The yeah, lesson from that was like, never again. I'm not posting that again. I don't. I don't know if I even follow it. Oh, uh, good left. Like, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Try again, man. I believe try in again. you. You don't succeed <laughs> the first time. Try again. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Um, yeah. Well. I guess in a in terms of a quick like I guess like not quick but like in terms of strategy, do you have any tips on how someone can go about putting together a strategy? Like you know, uh, when you say you know you gotta have a plan, I think yeah. some people are like all right, cool, I gotta have a plan. But then where where does someone start with that? Do you go I want to make this much and work backwards from there, or do I say um, I want to go out and invest in these companies? Or yeah. Yeah. yeah, what would be a strategy? Yeah, you got to start off with having your, your own goals and objectives, you know, whether it is 
buying a house, whether it is, you know, you want to go on a holiday, that could be an that could be a goal. You know, you want to have a better lifestyle and you want to be able to take holidays. That's cool. You know, if you want to do that, so be it. Um, you know, you got to have specific goals, specific objectives and time frames that you want to achieve them. You know, if you don't allocate a time frame for when you want to achieve those, it's never going to happen. Um, you know, it's just going to go on and on and on with and no end in sight. So when you can put an end to when you want to achieve that, then you've got a target time frame that you're working towards and then you kind of fill in the numbers in between. And that's how you can develop a strategy. Um, so that's that would be the starting point is to figure out what are those objectives that you have um, and, and those goals related to those objectives. So kind of if you think about it, um, the way I look at it is that your, your goals, uh, so your objectives is kind of just in a nutshell, what do you want to achieve? And the goals are the specifics of those objectives, like the actual number crunching. Mm -hmm. you know, so if you want to say, I want to buy a house, that's the, that's the objective. But the specific goals are that I want to do it within this amount of time. I want to, you know, be able to rent it out in this amount of years. I want to do these, you know, the specifics to that, the, the bigger picture. Um, so figure that out first, um, figure out the time frames first. Um, and if, you know, from there, when you formulated that, I think talk to someone that can then start giving you that guidance. Um, you know, I'm more than happy to talk to people. Um, you know, I always do a complimentary initial consultation with my clients uh, and it's obligation free. Um, so I, I'll dedicate an hour of my time to talk to any prospect that anyone that reaches out to me. Um, so if there's any dancers out there that want to have a chat, just to see where things are at and what, what they could potentially, you know, improve on, you know, reach out to me. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Nice, um, nice. You know, I'm, I'm sure they can reach out to you and you can pass them my contact details or introduce whatever, but yeah. I'm more than happy just to have a chat. And even if it doesn't go anywhere for me, that's cool. You know, uh, if it gives you, gets that started, that fire started for that person, um, so be it. And if they go and do it themselves, so be it. But um, that might be all they all they need is to get started. They might just need that initial chat with me um, to get going. Um, you know, so I'd say that's the starting point: is goals and objectives, and then run those goals and objectives by someone that is a little bit more financially savvy than you. And it could even be your own parents. You know, um, your parents are a great resource to lean on. Um, you know, they've gone through the same things that you've gone through and probably struggled more. Um, you know, so lean on them because you know, your parents will always, always help you where they can. Um, so I would say, yeah, lean, do, do those things, you know, goals and objectives and find someone that can give you some guidance, whether it's your parents or whether it's a professional like myself um, to, to get you started. Yeah. Nice. So, well, where do you see things going for, um, you know, you said you were on, so, you know, you're here now, we're in COVID slowly yes. coming out of restrictions um, and the economy's starting to kick again. Yeah. Where do you see things going from here? From uh, For myself or for... Uh, for yourself, but also for maybe for dancers as well. You know, you've been kind of watching mm. what's happening, um, you know, for the creative, for the entrepreneur dancer who wants to go out and teach, but still, you know, buy a house. Yeah. Where um, do you see things going? And I've been out of the dance scene for a long time, to be honest. Um, you know, other than kind of Vince running Passion Studio, shout out. Um, hey. Hey, um, 
Wasn't he on, he was on the thing last night, the um, Instagram live last night. Yeah, I wanted my shorts back. You and me shorts back, Vince. We made the best hashtags for that. <laughs> <my> short. <laughs> Justice <laughs> for Steve's shorts. Um, but, you know, I haven't, uh, look, I don't know where the dance community will go from here because it really comes down to what those restrictions look like, you know. Yeah. Um, I know it is obviously tough on studios to to teach remotely and through Zoom. It's not the same experience, um, but you know it's it's a tough one. It, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't have the answer for where that's going to head. To be honest, um, you know you want to return back to normality as soon as possible, but there is always that risk of that second wave of these viruses coming. And apparently, from these protests that happened in um, in Melbourne, um, one person actually had COVID. And so, you know, with those, so many people congested, it could potentially trigger a second spread. But who knows? We, we're only going to have to wait it out and see. But um, from a dancing point of view, there could be a restriction on the number of people that you can have in per class, just like restaurants. They've reopened and I think you're capped at about, what, 20 people or 25 people at any one time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if studios are reopening, they're going to have to you know, be limited to that one and a half metre rule, for example. And that's really going to you know, put a restriction on how many students can do class at any one time. Um, yeah. You know, you, you have to adapt to those changes because if you don't, you're going to you're, you're going to sink. So it's either sink or swim, right? Mm. Um, you know, if 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 teaching online is an opportunity for a studio and you can capitalise on that, you know, figure out a way that you can make those engaging as possible for students and allow them to still learn um, without the need to come to class. But you know, I know that's going to be a hard task, but, you know, with any business, you have to adapt to change. Um, the industry moves so quick. Um, more studios more studios will come up, um, you know, pricing changes, things like that, you know. So you have to constantly adapt, constantly innovate um, and create and, you know, market yourself in a way that puts you out there in front of people that makes you want to learn from them. Just the same way for you guys that, you know, Buying art films, you know, what what's your point of difference, you know, to the, all the other um, businesses that do the same thing that you do in terms of production, film, you know, you guys I'm sure have a competitive edge and you guys know what that is, but it's always about, you know, staying staying ahead of the competition and finding ways that you can be a bit different. Um, and this this is a one one way to get out there, you know, cross kind of cross referencing your business and doing these podcasts and um, doing yeah, yeah. anything live and just being involved in the community keeps your name front of mind. So I think just keep being active. Yeah, keep being active. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's dance, I guess. For me, where am I going to head? I mean, the way that I work is definitely going to change. Um, I'm loving the fact that, you know, Zoom and all this video conferencing stuff is available. Um, I've now changed the way I work and so look, I don't do any more evening appointments i used to see you know three clients a night so three of my nights throughout the week is dedicated to just seeing clients and i wouldn't get home till late but now with zoom available and and it was all always available but just this whole thing blew it up um, yeah. so yeah just working more um from this kind of arrangement where i don't have to see clients face to face and if they do want to see me face to face they have to come into the office to see me you know i'm not going to go to their house or do all that travel because traveling is a lot of time. So find ways you can be more efficient. Um, you know, change your processes in your business. Um, and that's, that's for me anyway, adapting to change. Um, you know, I'm going to keep doing all my side hustles that I work on. 
Um, the new one is actually trading cards. I know that sounds a little bit weird, but uh, I'm super passionate about it. Like for me, that's what actually gets me really excited right now is basketball cards because it's a huge opportunity I see anyway. Um, and you know, the last month I've been just buying up a fuckload of basketball cards and probably more than I should. <laughs> more than I should, yeah. Um, so I've got to probably sell some soon, but definitely I've got to set up right now where you know I've got a contact in the in the states where I can buy stock from. I ship it to them. They hold it until I need to do something with it. Um, so that's probably the next journey for me is to work on that side hustle, build that up. Cool. Uh, and that's going to be another source of passive income for me um, in addition to running this business. So, you know, you know, just always trying to do something different. If it fails, it fails, you know, at least I gave it a shot. Um, but I know, but I, I, you generally find that when you're passionate about something, there's a higher chance of success. Mm. You know, if you're doing something you don't really love and you're just doing it for the money, long-term it's going to, it's going to drain you mentally and you're going to get sick and tired of it. You're going to want to get out. So yeah, find, find your passion, find your fire. Um, and that's really going to drive you, I reckon. Yeah. Wow. Yes. <laughs> we got variety. Uh, right. I was working to that one. I, I wanted that. Yes. <laughs> no, that was awesome. Yeah. That was, yeah. yeah. That's some, yeah, that's, that's a, that's some gold advice, I think, for people. Um, and I think a key, I think, when it comes to finance, sometimes you can get lost in the numbers as well. Yeah. Um, and it's like, if you're not enjoying it, why are you doing it? Um, yeah, 100%. So. Um, yeah, but you know, definitely put it to action. You know, it's, it's all well and good to kind of take it all in. Like everything that I'm saying, you can listen to it, you can take it in or you can not. You can disregard and go, who's this guy? This guy's not, he's not Warren Buffett, he's not Bill Gates, he's not whatever. You know, oh. but, <laughs> you know, like you can take it with a grain of salt, or you can go, "Hey, this guy's actually makes sense." Um, you know, but if you don't apply it to anything, it's not gonna. It's, this is pointless. You know, so actually, actioning and you know, having an action plan is important. You know, listening is one thing, but actioning what you're taking in is another. Yeah. That's actually doing something with the information that you're you're getting. Yeah. Yeah, to uh, bounce off of what you were saying about passion as well, I feel yeah. a lot of our listeners will be very young and that is an advantage and you have time to be able to explore and like 100%. and what you're truly passionate about. And like, if, you, if you're doing things that don't get you excited, then you, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. And, you know, you just keep exploring, just keep trying different things and just be open-minded and just yeah. be willing to explore. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, realize when it's not going to work you know keep keep at it give it a good crack you know put in your 100 percent. and if it if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out if you're young you've got time to try different things it's like you know jobs you know you try different jobs and, until you find something you like um mm -hmm. what you start off what what your first career is does not have to be your last you know um you know i've seen people jump from finance to to hospitality you know they've you know people have gone from one one profession to a complete opposite type of profession so um, what you start off with is not necessarily going to be what you're going to do for the rest of your life. So don't be scared to try things, experiment, mm. you know, especially being at a, at a younger age, you've got that time to do it. But um, I would say don't wait. I think if I was to look back at things I did in, in my 20s, so there you go, everyone, I'm not 20 something, but you're not. I'm pretty you look younger than us. I'm struggling to grow. You know, this is like, this is like three weeks of growth. It's not oh. really getting, I'm not really getting there with it. It's three weeks. Solid. It's, it's cool. It's clean. 
I want to, I want a Kimmo. I'm not getting it. <laughs> I just got this freshly trimmed as well. <laughs> That's good. I'm impressed. Um, but yeah you know being being young you know if i if i look back to my 20s it's definitely um you know the things that i did i did waste a lot of time you know i had fun which is cool but also i did waste a lot of time so don't leave things till like too late um if you got if you're going to experiment do it now just do it you know um because you look back on it and think like i should have done that i should have done that when i was young i had the opportunity and i didn't do it and now i'm 30 something and I don't have that same time frame or I can't do it because I've got other things now because my priorities have changed. So yeah, definitely just, if you've got things that have always been on your mind and you're not sure when you should do it, just do it now, I'd say. Yeah. Figure out a way that you can do it now. Yeah. I feel like uh, a lesson I learned recently was that um, with fear, time makes it grow more. So the longer you wait, the more afraid you will be to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so- that's true. That's true. You know, you can get quite anxious with those types of things. Um, and, you know, it is quite daunting to tackle something that you never tackled before, but if you don't throw yourself in the deep end, sometimes you're never going to know. Um, and, you know, the thing is, you know, you just got to find someone that you can don't, like I said with before, don't, don't, um, you know, do it alone. Don't go it alone. If you don't, have to um, find people that can give you that guidance, find people that have gone through similar experiences and can kind of, you know, put you on the side of caution, err on the side of caution um, for things to look out for and to be mindful of. Um, because in most cases, it's not always, but people, the people with that experience will, will know more than you, obviously. That's what experience is. They know more than you. So um, just be, just listen, listen to them, you know, and then it's up to you to decide whether that aligns with what you were trying to do or whether that's, you know, that yeah. kind of you know, connects with you or not. It's like that, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Um, yeah, I think you pretty much answered my last question because normally... You know, um, the golden question. The golden question is like, I think it was a golden question. We do, yeah. we do. It's um, you know, going back in a time machine and giving yourself advice. Mm. Um, you know, if you were to go back ten years ago, is yeah. there anything different that you'd say? Uh, I think you know, you did mention, um, you know, going for it and just just doing it while you can. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd say to yourself if you went back from ten years ago and you were like, yo, hey man? do this <laughs> yeah man I, I would say you know it's it's very it's a very simple thing but i'll say listen to your parents man um you know your parents have gone through exact same experiences well not exactly the same but they've you know they will give you the guidance they're never gonna they never want to see you do bad you know so they're always going to try and put you on the right path so even though it sounds like your parents might be nagging you um, and telling you don't do this, don't do that. It's just because they care, uh, and they can see that if you keep going down that path of negativity or that kind of path of destruction, you're going to end up in a worse spot. So, um, you know, if your parents are, are yeah, giving you some advice, listen. You know, dedicate the time to your parents. Parents won't be here forever. Um, you know, our parents won't be here forever. So, give them the time that they deserve because they've given you the opportunity. So, I'd say that that would be my advice. Yeah. That's it. Beautiful. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. I think, um, yeah, sometimes we take it for granted. Like, you know, when you talk about mentors, you talk about, you know, coaches, like your parents are your first mentors that you have in life. Mm, So it's like, why not use them? Because they've, no one knows you as well as your parents, you know, like they've seen you grow up. No one's going to love you more than your parents. I'll tell you that. Exactly. exactly. Their life is you, you know, Mm -hmm. so everything they do is for their kids, you know, so Mm -hmm. that's, that's their purpose in life. Yeah. Dope. Wow. Lot to think about there. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Go home and give your parents a hug. Go home and give your parents a hug. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, thank you so much for um your time, bro, and for coming through uh on a Thursday evening um and just dropping some knowledge for us and for the people listening because um I think it's it means a lot. It means a lot to people and, um, you know, you're giving up your time. And like you said before, this time is money. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to send you an invoice later. But yeah, no, we appreciate it a lot, man. And, uh, you know, um, we've always uh, looked up to you and we've always, um, you know, seen you as like that dude in the scene that, you know, the pop and club scene. You mean the club and scene. We see you at the club scene. You heard of those Asian clubs. Hey, look at that yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Get all those girls. No more. No more. No more. <laughs> oh, shout out to I Love. Was that I Love? That we I Love, I love Friday's. Yeah, I man. I was a part of that year. for, for what? Four years. Yeah, four years. You know, it was good because before I joined that crew and running that running that night, you know, one thing I did wrong back in the day in my 20s was I was like a big spender on drinks, man. I would shout everyone and anyone's drinks. Like if I hadn't seen you for three years, hey, let's have a drink. If I haven't seen you for since high school, let's have a drink. So you know, I was spending like two, three, sometimes 400 bucks, you know, on one night just shouting people that really aren't, didn't have an influence on my life, but I was just like one of those people. Yeah, kind of, it was just like, I don't care. I'm just gonna have a good time. But and you know, I love kind of you know being a part of the, the the actual crew was like free drinks for like four years. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an investment yeah. in relationships, I guess. Yeah, it's like short term relationships or what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, um, well, I got to ask you, David. I was actually um watching through some old stuff. I don't know if you guys are strapped for time right now, but nope. I, was like, I was on YouTube, right? And I came across this. So I just want you to tell me what this is all about. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I know exactly what video that is. That <laughs> is my acting debut. I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. Um, yeah, the shouts to Mirabel, uh, who's still doing music, still doing her thing. That was uh, a music video that John Bling um, made, directed, and we got to get him on the show as well. Actually, he's one of those guys. Yeah, he's uh, a cool cat. He's cool man. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's a hustler, bro. Like he does his thing. Um, from DJing to um, like film directing, he made a film in Vietnam as well. Like yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that video that you were in was actually um, I found out that that was actually at a, a friend's house in Cam- Campbell, was it? Yeah. It was a big house. So long ago. Big house. Yeah, it was a friend. Yeah. He's actually, he was actually my old housemate who, who was one of the organizers of I Love R&B Fridays. So I only became oh. friends with him since, since joining that crew like four or five years ago. But this was in 2011. So it's oh. just uh, it's just funny when um, you know, we'll look at old YouTube videos and this guy said, oh, this is that person's house. I'm like, oh, that's Aileen's house. I didn't know David was coming. 
being the fact that yeah, it's cool. So it's a small world, Melbourne. It's cool. The, the Melbourne community is small, but I like I love how um, you know close everyone is. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, it's full circle, and I think um, I guess that's that's what we're all about, man. Just community and just bringing everyone together, and hopefully we can grow the community for the long term and just mm, like yeah. you know just give knowledge so everyone can you know do their thing and take action and hopefully that kind of just what's that ripples on to you know the next generation bigger things yeah yeah for yeah. sure man yeah yeah it's just it's just cool to see everyone grow and um you know, see you guys grow as well and um you know i'm sure we'll stay in touch and maybe you'll get me back on um you know another one of these um podcasts when um my basketball trading card thing oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah how can people buy that how can people yeah. check that out or I'm not gonna, I can't share those secrets yet. So, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm, I'm actually gonna think about doing like some um, YouTubing stuff. So, I might ask you guys for yeah. some advice if that's cool. I'll lean on you guys about YouTube because you guys know that more better than I do. Oh, anyway. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a great person when it comes to like videos and recording and editing. And so, I might have to um, reach out to you guys for it. We got you, bro. Yeah, we got you. Yeah, sick. Mate, how about we take it? I'm gonna do this one thing, but let's take a selfie if we can work this out. Sure. gonna be cool. Let's get the reflex box in there. <laughs> uh, so I've got a little reflex. My laptop's on there. So does that look alright? Oh, all right. oh, I can't, I can't really, really see, see it. <laughs> <laughs> can we get them in? You got yeah. it. <laughs> alright? Yeah. Alright. Let's do it. One, two, three. There we go. We're so easy. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh-uh. Nice. So you're going to yeah, Thanks very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. Um, hopefully, you know, all the listeners out there, if there's any, um, you know, got something out of it. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, this is awesome. I, I love what you guys are doing. Keep doing it. Um, Thank you, bro. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's I had a fun time. This is something different and yeah, oh, yeah. I, I look forward to um, yeah, catching up with you guys face to face. Yeah, That's man, awesome. for sure. You like can buy that. us drinks. <laughs> <laughs> drinks? I'll send you one of these, you know. I've got these little packs. Oh, that's cute as. What? Yeah. Whiskey, Whiskey business. business. That's pretty cool, That's eh? cool. Yeah. I don't know why I got them. I actually bought them as like future. You know, I, I like to plan ahead. So it's like if these are on sale, I'm going to buy a shitload of them because I know I'm going to give them out as gifts at some stage. <laughs> so I've just stocked up on a bunch of those. Um, and I saved myself a shitload of money because I run sales. So nice. Planning ahead. Plan ahead. <laughs> Strategy. <laughs> wow. Very good. Uh, how do people find you, bro? Like, if someone's looking for some more like financial advice, um, yeah. yeah how, how do they hit you up? Yeah, check out. Um, so you can check out our website. Go to finchoice.com.au. So f-i-n-c-h-o-i-c-e.com.au and forward slash Stephen dot Wong. I think that's it. Just, start, just, do fin, just do fin choice. Just Google and go fin choice Stephen Wong. Cool. Uh, and that's V S T E V E N, not P H T E V E N, not that dog <laughs> Fieven or whatever you call it. Stephen. That's Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just fin choice uh, Stephen Wong, and awesome. uh, I should come up. Otherwise, reach out to David. And, uh, we got you. And make him introduce. Yeah. Send him your way. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks so much, bro. Thank I'm going to cut this uh, recording now. So yeah. thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Thank you.